Hey, how y'all doing? This is Mr. Wonderful, uh, head anchor for Black Pro Vice Radio. You know, um, you also know me from Funkmaster Wiz Show, Blog Talk Radio, slash Funkmaster Wiz Show, every Monday night from 8 to 10 p.m. But um, it's time to venture out on my own, and I'm still going to be on the Funkmaster Wiz Show as his co-host, because that's my dude, so you know, I'm going to ride with him to the end. But um, welcome to the first edition of Black Pearl Vice Radio, where I am your host with the most, Mr. Wonderful Lead Vocalist from Black Pearl Mafia, and my newly formed group Project Mob. This show is going to be more of for MCs and the independent scene, and we're going to talk about cats like Sebo, Marvelous, uh, Master P., you know, uh, Young Murder Squad, you know, a lot of, a lot of the stuff that influenced me, you know, when I decided to, um, move up in this game, you know, because like I said, Black Pro Mafia, you know, was started with me, Ike, Ike, and Ron Gotti, also known as Devastating Educating the Iran, you know, um, the Black Pro Mafia thing, I had to keep that going, because, you know, my two other partners, um, they're not with us no more. God bless both of them, man. I miss them dearly, man. The thing was how Black Pearl Mafia got started. We started it because, you know, we did a lot of shows and stuff. And Ike was very talented. And so was Ron. And so was I. I was from the fla- I was from the Flatlands. They, they was up on the hilltop. You know, so, no, I would come up there and hang up on the hilltop with them get up out of my neighborhood, you know, everybody knew me in my neighborhood, I, they knew me as Dynamite, but you know, I, I eventually, you know, as the years went on, and I, wa- I, wanted, I wanted to, you know, reinvent myself, I wanted to change, and change the direction of my career, you know, because those were the wonder years, they were good years, you know, the MC Dynamite years, and, you know, Ron and it was 240 crew, you know, and I freelance, you know, um, I, I had auditioned for the Cold Crush Brothers, me, Almighty KG, and my man, my partner Shaquem. I don't know if he's still active in the rap game, but um, we went over there, and um, Charlie Chase has some equipment in a studio apartment on 180th Street over there. So KG, who name was MC Othello at the time, we went over there and um, we auditioned, you know, and um, he let us take turns rhyming. I didn't know they were starting up a new thing, you know, Tony Tone was starting up a new thing, the Cold Crush Brothers, and, you know, they had, um, Cash and them was down already, they only needed one spot, let's just fast forward, because, you know, um, so after we, um, performed, by wow, we was in there a couple hours, man, and, um, they said, oh, well, we decided that, um, we picked KG, oh, I wasn't mad, you know, but I knew I was a great MC, and I knew God had a plan for me. So, you know, um, I, 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 I was good, man. So I freelance. Um, DJ Lightning Lance, Cisco and Bucko, you know, just to name a few, man. I moved around and did a lot of shows on my own, but I also did a lot of shows with Amazing Hell Raising 240 crew. You know, they turf was up there by 175th Grand Concourse, uh, 117, uh, 137 schoolyards. These, these were concerts back then. These were like what you see 50 Cent them doing. That's what we were doing, man, you know. And I would also roll with the Bellevue crew. Uh, Fort Master Wiz was hot at the time, and he had a big entourage, Gooby D, and, and, and you know, uh, wow, 
it was it was it was astronomical, man. We would go from um, schoolyard to schoolyard. Me, Grand Buddha, Faultmaster Wiz, Grand Chop, T Rock, um, um, Prime Prime Master. It was it was it was it was a lot of us, man. It was like a super group. Everybody in the group was well known, you know what I mean. But we would travel from schoolyard to schoolyard, and we would get on, and we would just tear shit up, man. We would tear shit the fuck up. So as you see, you get my idea so far. It didn't work out with the Cold Crush Brother thing, but I kept moving. And by me being a great MC, I got to meet other people and people heard about me and came and introduced themselves to me. And once I found out who they were, then I would go ahead and I would roll with them. You know, we would do shows, man. You know, it was, it was like it was like a, a review. Everybody got a chance to perform, but we always had one, you know. And um, how, how I first met Fun Master Wiz, I, I was in Echo Park. Um, that's where everybody used to go, man. That was that was a that was a haven for MCs, man. That was a haven. There's always something going down in Echo Park, man. And um, the Fortunate Four was there. Oh man, Amazing Hellraising 240 crew. Uh, Tony LeBreeze, Kid Flash. Oh man, it was crowded, man. It, oh, I never forget that night, man. You know, and um, I performed, and I was up on the rocks after I performed, looking down at you know, like the rest of the other acts and stuff performing. And Fuck Master Wiz happened to come up by the rocks, and he was going, "I did it, and I dynamite." <laughs> For some reason, he liked it that, you know, and he introduced himself to me, man, and a new friendship had started. You know what I mean? And from there, you know, um. Me and Wiz kept in touch. Wiz was always working on something funky. Wiz had a crib over on the other side of the concourse, and he had studio equipment in his house, you know. Him and um, Cool Supreme lived up in there, too, you know, from uh, Undefeated 3. You know, so well, we would go over there. Sometimes we'd be bored. We'd be like, yo, let's go to Wiz's house. Wiz was always working on something, man. Wiz was always working on music, man. So I learned a lot from Wiz. Overdubs, background, I do overdubs and all of that. And I learned how to write in song verse from Wiz, because Wiz was writing songs. So I, I, I was freestyling over beats and stuff, but, you know, writing songs was a new thing. People were writing in song verse, you know, like the Disco 4 and a lot of these other cats that came along and, and had out records. Wiz had records out, man, so we was like in awe, me... MCTNT, um, um, Dion, I, Ike, and all of us, you know. So Wiz was the celebrity of the neighborhood and shit, man. Cause Wiz had records out. But um, you know, I, I kept going over to Wiz's house and I kept learning more and more and more. Cause I'm watching him how he um, you know, professionally you know, lay his stuff down, man. You know, and I didn't, I didn't ever think I would get to the level of making my own videos and directing my own videos and. You know what I mean? Producing my own albums and stuff and, you know, orchestrating my whole blueprint in the studio by myself. You know, I, you know, I learned a lot by being around the right people. That's what I'm trying to tell you. I learned a lot about this business, man. And I took it and I ran with it, you know, and sprinkled my own little salt, um, um, seasoned salt on it to get it where it is now with this Black Pro Mafia shit. Now, like I was saying, the Black Pro Mafia situation came into fold before I got knocked, I got knocked in '97, man. I don't know, man. I was, I was wild. I was, I was, I, I was wild. Let's just say I was wild. I was snorting a lot of cocaine. I was getting high, drinking, you know, drinking, cussing like a sailor, you know. And um, I got knocked. So when I got knocked, you know, I was in Rikers Island, 
I was up there. I was rocking a lot of MCs. It was a lot of bird ass MCs up there. There was no competition. I was. It was like it was like being a mob, a martial artist. They were amateurs to me. You know, a lot of them wasn't serious as I was. But I did a lot of writing up there. I did a lot of writing, and I I, I put a lot of MCs in their place. They had to respect me. They wasn't on my level. They wasn't. They were not ready for a cat like me. You know, and it, my, my training under the tutelage of Funkmaster Wiz and rocking with the 240 crew and um, Bucko and Cisco, Lightning Lance doing, you know, all these cats, man, it, 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 it groomed me. It groomed me, you know, to be prepared for what was to come, you know what I mean? So um, when I got out, I tracked my boy Ron down. I ain't see him for a while, you know, but I caught up to him and, you know, I, I still pitched the plan for the Black Pro Mafia thing and showed him a lot of the songs and stuff I had wrote for us. And Ron was with it. Ike was with it, but by the time we all got together and started getting um, our format together, uh, my man Ike got killed, man. I was like, wow, man. I, I really don't even want to talk about that. That was a fucked up, that was fucked up times. Because all I kept thinking about was, oh, boy, there goes our group, man. There goes our dreams, you know. And um, me and Ron, you know, we rehearsed. Me and Ron, we was going to try to find a third member. And then Ron died, you know. My man Dia Ron died. Know, and I was like, whoa, <laughs> that shit had me fucked up, man. It really had me fucked up, you know. But um, like I said, I uh, I moved on. I, I I for a while I, I fell into a slump. I fell into a slump, man. But I was I was rehearsing and stuff still, you know. I was rehearsing. I was trying to find a way out of this and to continue what we started. You know what I mean? So um. I figured one day, you know, my friend got some studio equipment in Staten Island. My friend of mine, I knew, you know, we used to rock for the Lower East Side, you know, back in um, Crush City days and all that. I used to go to the Lower East Side too, you know, and I used to tear shit up down, you know, down Lower East Side. But my man Frank had got some, Frank Nitty had got some studio equipment. So nobody else wanted to go out to Staten Island. I went out there, you know, went out there and we started, you know, making um, songs and stuff and, that 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 springboarded me. That that springboarded me, man, to really, really want to go ahead, man, and keep pursuing what me and Ron and Ike started. You know what I mean? Cause um, things was going good, but once again, him and his girl got into it. She broke up all the equipment. She took our hammer and smashed up all of his equipment, all of that data, all of those songs that me and Frank Nitty worked on. Cause Frank Nitty. I brought him into the fold with Black Pro Mafia, you know, after Ron and Ike were gone. I brought Frank Nitty into the picture, and um, Frank was um, doing the music and stuff, and I was doing the vocals and stuff. And I was coming up with the concepts and the ideas, and, you know, Frank wanted to be more laid back and just, you know, be behind the scenes and do the music and stuff. But, you know, he would pose for pictures, publicity poses and stuff. But like I said, once again, the devil knocked on the door <laughs> and um Frank and his old lady got into it and um they had a nasty breakup and in the process all of the work that we had did man I mean a lot of good stuff got destroyed you know and thank god I had a lot of it on cassette tapes where I went into a major studio and we recorded it and that's how the Black Pro Mafia um franchise kept going I was able to survive because of the technology I had upstairs in my head 
in the spirit of a warrior, a real rap warrior, to continue to go on. You know, even after losing two members, and then my man Frank, you know, him and his wife had a fallout, and she destroyed the equipment, so, you know, I couldn't go out there and, like, record no more, so I had to find other means, you know, I, um, came across Bad One Studios through an ad, lied, through an ad in the Village Voice, the guy had an ad in the paper, and, um, I went out there and checked out the, he had a bad studio, man, this dude had a bad fucking recording studio, since that now, it wasn't too far from the ferry, so I started going out there recording, and I took the Black Pro Mafia, you know, franchise emblem and everything, and I ran with it, and I put everything up under there, and then things grew from there, and I started putting out albums, you know, I think the first album I did, it, it wasn't in Bad One Studios, um, I, I moved around because I was on the run when I was making that album because uh, a lot of things, I was I was a bad boy. I ain't bragging, but I was. I was getting into a lot of trouble, man. I don't know what was wrong, why I was doing what I was doing, but I was on the run when I made that album. And um, after that one, I came back strong, man, you know, with my, my debut. And um, it was pretty impressive, you know. I recorded everything in Bad One Studios because he had a dynamic sound. Everybody would hear some of the songs. Where did you record that at? Oh, my God. That sounds great. And I kept, you know, fucking with Paul for a couple of years. But like I said, once again, uh, the devil knocked on the door, man. You know, this uh, Paul, man, he got greedy for money, man. He was greedy for money, man. You know what I mean? Uh, Just some of the things behind the scene that was going on when I go over there to record. I just wasn't with it, man. You know what I mean? And then he... Had a fallout with his wife, and he had to take all the studio equipment and move it to Queens. He went up to uh, Forest Hills. He went up to Forest Hills, Queens, and shit. He moved up there, and, you know, he was staying with this black chick for a while. And uh, once again, he had a fallout with her. He had to move all this stuff. She kept some of his equipment. That's how these women are. That's why you don't move your equipment and stuff in no woman's house, man. You get your own place, I'm telling you. Because... Most relationships, all relationships have an expiration date. A lot of these dudes that get with these chicks don't um, seem and they fail to understand that. This is why I just like casual dating. I don't really like getting involved deeply with no women because it's going to interfere with what I'm doing. And I know it is. They're going to start getting jealous and, uh, oh, why are you always taking pictures with this girl and that? I could do what I want. You know, most of the time to be in this business, you got to be... Uh, have an understanding woman Or you gotta try to be single man You gotta really just you know Try to focus on your career You know if a woman can't understand that Then she's not ready for you She gotta go find her Willy Wonka Or, pissed, or, 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 or Joe Blow Yeah Joe Blow You know somebody that wanna be up under her all day That's all he wanna do He don't have no ambitions He don't have no dreams He don't have no talent He don't have no style He don't have no finesse He's just a Joe Blow you know what I'm saying? He ain't trying to he ain't trying to come up. You know? But anyway, like I said, you know, um after the Paul situation and he got another spot. He had all his equipment down in there. And um, you know, I was going over there recording, you know, get my songs for the next album and then once again he moved some chicken. He fell in love. I don't know why these niggas get with these women and they go soft after they get a little pussy, get their nose open, man. 
I don't see too many cats in this business only to wind up, man, rock bottom when the whole leave them, man. You know? I said to myself, so, you know, um, he he had fucked over an album I was working on, and I took that shit very personal, man. I really did, man. So, you know, the nigga left me standing on the corner of Queens Boulevard. You know, he wasn't even man enough to call me and tell me, you know, what what's going on, you know? That was the downfall of me and his partnership, um, Bad One Studios, Mr. Wonderful Black Pro Mafia. I had to severe ties with him because, like, I felt like, you know, I had to practically threaten him to get my songs, you know? Because I was pissed off. I was ready to do a demo, you know? I don't give a fuck about your bitch, man, you know? Just give me what I paid for, motherfucker. I paid you already. I want my shit. Well, I just let them know it's going to be problems. I know where you live at. It's going to be problems, you know? So, you know, you know, I mean, I ain't wanted to come to that, but that's what it came to. Don't fuck with my music. Don't fuck with my money. You don't want to do that, partner. You do not want to do that. I don't give a fuck who you is, man. You out of pocket now. So, you know, he gave me, met up with me, you know what I'm saying? Because he was a man enough to let me come to his house. His bitch probably tell him, oh, don't let him come up in here no more. I didn't give a fuck. I was through with him. You ain't the only one with a recording studio. As you see, I moved on, dude. You ain't stopping my flow. You stopping your flow because you the one that's in love, nigga. You know? You the one that's in love. You got to put up with all the track, the tripes, and the trials and tribulations of trying to love a broke chick. You know? But that's another story, another time. Fast forward, I moved past that. You know, then I hooked up with Ruger Records. That's why I've been at ever since. Ruger Records, they, they're a team of professionals. They real cool. You know what I'm saying? I ain't got to buy Chinese food for everybody every time I come over there and this and this and that. You know, it's, it's a cool atmosphere. You know what I mean? And you up in there, and my man, he sit there, and he know how to put your shit together and make it sound right, you know? So, Ruger Records has been the new recording home of Black Pro Mafia, you know? Um, just giving you a brief on the journey this hip-hop shit will take you through, man. I'm saying a lot of cats... Probably wouldn't have been able to survive the shit I had to go through, you know, just to get to where I'm at right now, man. Cause like, wow, I I, I kept going, and I'm glad I did. Cause now, not only am I the director of my own music videos, you know, I produce them, I direct them, I got an editor, two or three editors that I use depending on what I need done to edit my my, my films, you know. And um, I've been working on some films. You know, I got a new album one day. I'm going to go ahead and put that out, you know. But um, I got a documentary, too. I got another documentary. I got one out already, you know, called The Michigan Files. It's out already. But I'm going to um put this next, this next one out. I'm going to go ahead and start working on that, you know. Because the main thing with this hip-hop shit is when you independent, you got to work three times hard, bro. You got to work three times harder, man, than when you on a major label. You got to work hard on a major label, too. Everybody already know that. But what I'm saying, when you want a, um, a label or you got your own label, you know, like Master P had No Limit Records and um, C-Roll them had AWOL Records, you know, you got to work hard, man, because it's a lot of competition. It's not so much that it's a lot of competition. It's that you want to have your own lane so you don't have to worry about competition because you're in your own lane. You understand being in your own lane, I mean, you don't have to worry about really competing with nobody. Even though people going to think they're competing with you, but 
you're not on the same plateau as me because a lot of these cats don't even have one CD out, but they swear to God that they on the same level as you as far as an artist. They are nowhere on your level. You know what I mean? A lot of these cats don't even have a business card, let alone um, you, you talk to the most of them say, oh, go to SoundCloud. Everybody ain't got time to go to SoundCloud to look you up, bro. Everybody ain't fucking got time for that, my man. You got to have physical copies with you. A lot of these motherfuckers is too cheap. You know, they got money for strippers and crackhead hoes getting their dick sucked and all of that. But they don't got no money to go to the laboratory and press their stuff up. So they figure it's cheaper just to throw it on SoundCloud, you know. I call them SoundCloud rappers. That's what I call them. I call them SoundCloud rappers because that's as far as they going to go in life, you know. You ain't never going to see their product nowhere floating around. You ain't never going to see no t-shirts. You ain't never going to see none of that because they don't want to put no money behind their machinery. Why? Because they don't believe in themselves. And I always tell the artist, if you don't believe in yourself, why should I believe in you? You see what I'm saying? So when you see me shining the big time, of course you're going to get jealous. You know, of course you're going to make up lies about you this and you doing this and you doing that. You ain't going to do jack, nigga, but what you doing right now, fantasize. Keep fantasizing, you know, because you don't believe in yourself. And the more that I see that you don't believe in yourself, the further away I get from you. You understand? Because I don't want that shit rubbing off on me, man, because I'm still full of fire. You know what I mean? This this independent rap shit, man. It, 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 it's, it's a beautiful thing It's a blessing for those who still Can compete and get out here And put their product out But for a lot of you cats Wow man Y'all need to just hang it up bro Y'all need to really just hang it up man uh, This is uh, Before I go I just want to give a shout out to Cool Key Magnetic, my dudes You know DJ Ill side from the Trill side From the real side MCTNT What's up partner do your thing, man. Don't talk about it, bro. Be about it, man. Get out there and put that music out there, bro. Let them know how great you are, man. Gotta give some love to my man, Funkmaster Wiz. Cause you can catch me on his radio show, Block Talk Radio, slash FunkmasterWiz.com, every Monday night from 8 to 10 p.m. And before I go, I just want y'all to know, um, do what you say you're going to do. Don't talk about it. Be about it. It's too many art, fluke artists and what we call them, they flukes, you know? They just do a lot of talking, man. They can't produce nothing. They have nothing to offer the public. If you're going to be in this game, you got to put the work in, man. You gotta, if you're a real MC, you got to put the work in, man, you know? But I'll see you again on another edition of Black Pearl Vice Radio, where I'm your host with the most, Mr. Wonderful. Lee vocalist from Black Pearl Mafia, Emily Form Group, Project Mar. Peace, I'm out. Hey, welcome to another edition of Blog Talk Radio. You know, Black Pearl Vice Radio is like Blog Talk Radio, similar. You know, we back again. Um, You know, Black Pearl Trash, Black Pearl Vice Talk Radio is back. You know, like I said, um, the last episode, we were um trying to get people know the history because a lot of people were saying, oh, you talked about you. I'm supposed to fucking talk about me on the first episode, idiot. That shows you don't know anything about blog or radio, blog talk radio or on um, podcast. Most people that have a podcast give you a bio on where they're from, who they're connected with. 
So if you know anything about this business, then you wouldn't have to ask such dumb fucking questions and you wouldn't be saying dumb shit. Jealous ones envy. Y'all always got to remember that. When motherfuckers ain't got they shit together and they see you doing something, they always going to try to plug holes at what you're doing. And this is why I don't fuck with a lot of motherfuckers and I just keep right on doing what I'm doing and I ignore them because I know they're just jealous and they're just very envious because I've always been a talented brother. And yes, I'm going to always talk about me too. I'm going to inject myself into the game because I am the game. I am the franchise. You know, I am in the game. I've been in this business a long time. I see myself start off with nothing and work my way all the way up to directing my own music videos. You know what I'm saying? And um, putting the scripts and stuff together, recording my own albums, putting my own albums out. Not sucking dick to get a record deal and, and getting down with the Illuminati and all of that. I'm doing just fine on my own. So all you dumb motherfuckers out there that be asking dumb questions when you hear the podcast, shut the fuck up, man. Go get your own shit. Where is your shit at? What are you doing besides dumb nigga shit in the street? I'm doing something with my life. I'm talented. I took my talent and I put it to use. Fuck all that talking or taking three fucking years to get one song out. I'm like 11 albums deep in the indie scene. Anybody that knows me knows I'm one of the hardest working men in the independent scene. Now, what I want to talk about today is like really simple though. That, you know, when you are artists, you have to groom yourself. You have to be very careful of who you be around. You have to be very careful of your surroundings at all times because everybody knows you don't have to be a platinum artist for jealousy to knock at your door, you know? You, you you could be the worst MC, but if you're in the game and you're putting out product, people see the posters, people see the t-shirts, people see the consistency, it's going to be a lot of people that's not going to like what you're doing. It's going to be a lot of people that's going to be jealous of you. So this is why you see a lot of MCs like um, the drill rappers and stuff. They go in these areas where they have no business going and they wind up getting into a lot of trouble. Or somebody taking a pop shot at them and things of that nature. You know what I mean? You have to be very careful because when you're an MC, a DJ, a college basketball player, professional basketball player, newscaster, podcaster, etc. People hear your voice. People see your face. People are watching. Like my man DJ Elsa used to say, the streets is watching. The streets are watching, you know. And a lot of these MCs, they have these big entourages and 40, 25 to 40 people somewhere in that realm, or maybe a little bit less. But um, it's always going to be people in that circle that want your number one spot. They want you. I mean, look at Slick Rick. His own cousin set him up. Remember that? With the car chase, he crashed into the tree. His own cousin tried to rob him and take his jewelry and stuff. So what makes you think? That people could be trusted. You have to be careful who you have around you. Like I said, when you're an artist, you have to groom yourself. Like back in the days of the Motown era, um, Barry Gordy would groom the artists before they put them out there. Grooming means giving you your image and you have a, you're, you're formatted. A certain way you carry yourself, a certain way you dress, 
you know, in a certain type of crowd of people you put yourself around. You don't stand on street corners looking for people to recognize you. Um, you don't shop where most people shop. You know what I mean? You try to move around. You try to cut your own path, like I said, you know, and how you do your thing. Because there's a lot of haters out here in the business, man. There's a lot of people in the industry that are haters. There's a lot of people that are non-industry people that are haters. They just don't want to see you doing your thing. And like I was saying, Motown would groom their artists on how to dress, on how to carry themselves, on, you know, the right people to be around and the right places to go, you know, to gain your exposure like a politician. You know, you're supposed to have business cards, first of all. I see a lot of guys I run into, yeah, yada, 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 yada. They telling me they do this. I'm like, let me get a business card. Oh, 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 I ain't got no card on me right now. And number one wrong mistake, the first mistake. Always have a presentation in your pocket. Your business card is your presentation. Anybody knows that. If you so call a, a rapper, whatever you want to call yourself in the game, you know what I mean? Yada, yada, yada. Then you're supposed to take the preliminary steps to make sure you secure your reputation and your image by having the right essential tools on you at all times. A lot of guys, I run into them. Oh, yeah, I just dropped some new shit, man. A word. Oh, you got a CD? Let me see a sample or something. Oh, nah, you got to go to SoundCloud. And wrong mistake again. I'm going to tell you why. Because it's all right to have your stuff on, on, on SoundCloud and all these other sites. That's cool. That, that's that's going to work for you, too. That's like somebody working for you while you still got your physical copies in your pocket. You got to have physical copies because I was... Talking to a cat not too long ago. He was talking about, um, I didn't want to mention his name because he ain't even worth mentioning. He's cool, but I don't fuck with him. He a hater. He's a hater too, man. I stay away from hating ass niggas. They be jealous because they see you wear alligator shoes and you got nice silky suits and nice jewelry. You handsome. You got expensive hats on. You know, you always got that image. People tend to get jealous because they want to be you, but they're not built for it. You have to be built for that image or any type of image that's going to upgrade you. You have to be built for it. If you're not built for it, then it's not going to work for you. So stop hating on the next man and find out what you're good at and how you can find your own wardrobe and accessories to put your package together. Stop worrying about the black pearl, okay? Now, back to like I was saying, you know, I see the cat talking about, oh, yeah, CDs are going to play out. How the fuck CDs are, are, are played out, but they still making brand new 2020 model cars with CD players in them. Duh, this motherfucker don't know what he's talking about. What he's trying to do, he's trying to downplay the fact that he doesn't have press up money because maybe his wife takes all of his money or maybe, you know, he's just too fucking stingy to invest in his own career. If you don't believe in yourself, peep game lane. Why the fuck should I believe in you? I'm not going to press it up for you. You understand? You got to do that. That's why they call it the independent rap game. That means put your own money up. Just like an independent trucker. He pays for his tires. He pays for the permits to go from every state he operates in. He pays for anything that goes wrong with the truck. It has to come out of his pocket. So that's the same thing that happens when you call yourself being in the independent world of rap. You got to have some startup money. You got to have a budget money. When you go into the studio, you have to have a budget. How many hours you're going to go up in there 
and what do you plan to do when you get in the studio? Anybody can get up in the studio and do a bunch of fucking freestyles. That's nothing, bro. You have to go up in there with some structure. You have to go up. Once again, listen to me very close, lames. You have to go up in the recording studio with a structure plan, like a blueprint. What's the name of the song? What's the track you're going to use? What's the interlude, the intro, the outro, how the song's going to start and how the song's going to end? A lot of y'all niggas, y'all not ready, man. I don't give a fuck if you don't like what I'm saying because I'm, I'm, I'm like way far down the turnpike past you. You know what I'm saying? I'm way down the turnpike past you because most of you motherfuckers ain't even got one CD out, let alone a decent one. You don't even have one fucking CD out. I'm on my 11th one, getting ready to go to number 12, bro. You understand? You, if you're going to be in this business, you got to produce. Taking three, four, five years to do one song or one video, that's not an artist. That's not even a part-time artist. That's a fluke. F-L-U-K-E. That's what we call it, fluke. That means you ain't about shit. You just yada, yada, yada. That's what you about. You ain't never going to go nowhere. That's why nobody never going to really know who you are. You understand? Because you're not man enough to put the money behind your machinery. You understand? Put some, uh, put some muscle in your hustle, as we used to say. You know? But anyway, like I was saying, CDs are not going nowhere. Because they are still making up-to-date model cars with CD players in them. You know? You got the Bluetooth now, like the Bluetooth boxes and stuff out. Yeah. And that that's cool. But like I said, when you riding in your car, you can use Bluetooth or CD. But CDs are not going anywhere. And if they were, then laboratories like disc makers and all these other laboratories that press up CDs and T-shirts and stuff, they would be out of business. So you don't know what the fuck you're talking about. Once again, he only said that because he's a broke, no-budget MC. This is what broke, no-budget MCs do. They try to tear down the infrastructure of an established artist that's way more established than them because they're envious of you because they want your spot. So now it goes right back to what I'm saying. When you're an artist, you're supposed to groom yourself. You have to learn how to be around the right people, not people that you think want to see you win and they don't really want to see you win. All you got to do is sit back and watch and watch everything that comes out their mouth. Because a good talker is a good listener. Remember that. A lot of these cats, man, I'm going to tell you, man, they not really down for you. And they not even real artists, man. They try to hold on to your coke string, you know, waiting for you to blow to the next level. So they figure that it's going to be easier for them to just walk into the bird nest and grab some eggs. No, 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 no. It don't work like that with me, homeboy. You got to pay dues. You got to pay dues just like in any other organization in the political world. In the, in, the, in the basketball world, you got rookies and you got the pros and cons. The same thing with the, with the major rap industry and the indie rap industry. You know what I'm saying? You got to pay dues, bro. I've been paying dues from day one. So this is why my first podcast, I had to give a bio of who and where and how I got started. The average motherfucker can't even get a podcast and let alone know what to say. If he had the opportunity to get in front of a microphone because he has no history. He has no structure. He might know a few little dibble-dabble niggas here and there, but that ain't shit. You understand? You have to lay down blow by blow how you went up the food chain to get where you're at right now. And the average motherfucker that's talking shit, 
he wouldn't even know the first thing about a fucking podcast. You know, we we gonna we gonna start putting music. You know, we we just feeling this out because, like I said, I'm also um a co-host on the Funk Master Wiz Show, Blog Talk Radio, Funk Master Wiz Show, every Monday night from eight to ten p.m. And I've been loyal to my dude. See. This is how you make moves in this business is by being loyal, not be trying to ride with a nigga, but you're jealous of him and you're hating on him because he sounds better than you. He can write in song verse and you're still freestyling over beats. You're not even on my level. You have to learn how to write in song verse. And if you can't understand what I mean, that's why you're not going anywhere. You're like a fucking 80,000 pound truck with no motor. In the middle of the Cross Bronx Expressway. You're not moving anywhere. If you want to move up, you got to step your fucking game up, man. You got to step your fucking game up. That's about the size of it. So, I'm letting you know the do's and the don'ts in this segment of Black Pro Vice Radio. Black Pro Vice Talk Radio. I'm letting you know the mistakes a lot of artists make. Or so-called artists. I call them so-called because they part-time. One minute they with it, and the next minute they off doing something else, man. Something else distracts their attention. Bitches and all of that shit, that shit come last with me, bro. I don't give a fuck about no pussy when it come to my music. I tell a bitch in a minute, my music comes first. If you got a problem with that, then I'm not the man for you. You got plenty of Willy Wonkers and Peter Pans that can understand that they want, they want you to be their man. I don't got time for all that, bro. In this business, you really got to have female friends or acquaintances. You know, I mean, some dudes, they got like wives and stuff, but I guess they wives are understanding. But um, a lot of these women, man, they ain't going to do, they going to try to tear down the whole house of cards, you know, when they see you doing your thing. I know a lot of dudes that are not active right now because they got soft got some pussy, got their nose open, and they put what was more important to the side, their music. I can't fuck with niggas like that. Once again, it comes back to a fluke, F-L-U-K-E. In the industry terminology, that means a sham, a wannabe, a nobody. He's a fluke artist because he's not trying to build up layers of installation around him where he can catapult to the next level. You know, you need a foundation in any business and any genie of entertainment, right? And, I, you know, you, you, you need a foundation. You need a platform. A platform is something you can stand on, like Funkmaster Wiz Show. That's why I got down with the blog, blog talk radio, Funkmaster Wiz Show. When Funkmaster Wiz came and hollered at me, it was an honor. Because, like I said, I talked about Funkmaster Wiz in my first segment because he was, a, he, he was one of the first dudes putting out records, man. When a lot of these clown ass niggas that's talking shit and saying little sleep, trying to say little slick shit, but his only shows that they jealous, Wiz was putting out his own music. Wiz inspired me. The average nigga that's talking shit, he ain't know nobody that was putting out records. And if he did, he probably didn't know them personally. I knew Funkmaster Wiz personally. I would go to his house. Me and MCT and T would go up there. And sometimes Graham Chop T rocking us. We would go up there because we all moved as a super unit. You know, Wiz was the headliner, but we would open up for Wiz. You know what I mean? We would we'd get our chance to shine on the mics at a lot of the concerts we were doing, you know. But like I said, a lot of motherfuckers, they just be running their fucking mouth. And as you see, I keep right on moving up. That's why 
Like I said, I got with Fortmaster Wiz on Blog Talk Radio, Fortmaster Wiz Show. When Wiz came and hollered at me, I came by the board, and I've been loyal ever since, you know? I don't tell a motherfucker I'm going to do something and don't do it, you know, because I'm laying up with some stinking bitch somewhere, you know? That's more important. My manhood, huh, huh, I slept with a bitch last night. That ain't nothing, nigga. You tender dick. We call niggas like y'all tender dick. You know what I'm saying? You, you, you couldn't make a good pimp because you put your emotions into bitches. You're not supposed to give a woman all your strength, lame ass nigga. The Bible tells you that. This is why a lot of y'all motherfuckers find yourself in the conditions that you're in with these bitches. Because you pussy. She should be fucking you, nigga. You weak. You ain't no real man. A real man gonna put his business first. Fuck a hoe, man. Hoes come and go. They like subway trains, nigga. They pull into the station. Some niggas get on. Some niggas get off. Where the fuck? Where you get your fucking thesis and your theory from about hoes, nigga? You breaking all the fucking rules to the game. That's why you a fucking lame. You think you got game, nigga. You ain't got game, nigga. I put the capital G in A-M-E and put it all together, man. And it became a part of me, sucker. What the fuck, nigga? Fuck boys. Get your shit right, man. You gonna get up in this business, man. Ass last, purse first, nigga. If you can't respect them rules, I can't respect you. You will always be a tender dick nigga to me. When I see you, I'm laughing inside. Because you like a clown to me. You a tender dick nigga. I don't give a fuck about no hoe, nigga. Give a fuck about no bitch, man. I care about my money, looking good, and my fucking music. Music first. But I put God above all that. You know, the most high above all that. Because if it wasn't for the most high, none of this shit would be possible. But... Like I was saying, you know, I started um, Black Pearl Trash Talk TV, you know, in the kitchen one night, you know, I got got, I got a lot of um, video equipment and stuff. So, you know, um, I'm dibbling and dabbling. I put the camera, set the camera up and um, I picked up a CD because I know a lot about about music. If you're going to be in this game, you got to know a lot about music, too. See, this is why I say a lot of niggas can't do what I do. This is why they jealous because they don't know nothing except Nas or Jay-Z. Or some corny ass nigga, man, that I don't even waste my time talking about. But um, I know a lot about West Coast rap, Midwest rap, uh, um, Southwest rap. I, I I know I know tons and tons of artists. You know, I've listened to tons and tons of stuff over over the over the years, and um, the knowledge has just built up in my head. So I picked up a CD one night. I'm I'm in you know Cosmic Stop Shop, and um, I turned on the camera and I did a, a little a bio on on the CD. And the artist and his history, and I ran it back, and I posted it on Facebook, and it got it got so many replies that I said to myself like, "Wow, man, I think we got something here," you know. And Black Pearl Trash Talk TV was formed that night. Black Pearl Trash Talk TV Worldwide Ltd was born, you know. And I went on, and as you saw, if you be on Facebook and you not a hater, you don't saw me everywhere commentating from the Midwest. All the way, man, upstate New York, man, all the way to um, Western Pennsylvania. You, you don't see me out there with my camera set up. And um, I'm always giving you the 411 on your latest and your greatest in the MC. Sometimes we, we cover um, um, major artists because a lot of them have went back to the indie scene, you know, because of um, contract disputes. So whatever it was that happened with major labels. A lot of artists wind up back, you know, on the indie labels or with their own labels. As you see, 
which is starting again. History repeats itself. You know, history always repeats itself, you know. So when the majors got through uh, pimping these motherfuckers and a lot of them wound up broke, but they had a fan base, they took that and ran with it where they could, so they could still eat, you know. And a lot of these cats that you see now running their mouth, we say yada, 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 because it means, you know, they got diarrhea of the mouth. All they do is talk shit when they really show you that they envious of you. See, I'm smart. I sit back and watch a nigga. And I watch everything that comes out of a nigga's mouth. So you ain't got to tell me. You can sit there all day and tell me, I ain't jealous of you. Yes, you are. Yes, you are. You know, because anytime you try to downplay anything that I do, because everything that I do is great from dressing to resting, motherfucker. Okay. Every fucking thing that I do is great. That's what makes me who I am, motherfucker. Now, who are you? Who are you? All my songs have structure. I never go in the studio and just freestyle over a beat and call it a song. Or every song I have ever done, from your mama got a big old ass to the crime rate will go up. All of my songs are well thought out and well structured in the studio. You know what I'm saying? They have a plot, a beginning, a plot, and an ending. The average nigga now can't do that. He just, that, 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 I'm this, I'm that. That's not a song to me. That's not song verse. My fucking nieces can do what you do. So it's nothing great about what you're really doing. You're just wasting time. Because you're not trying to move up. Because if you were trying to move up, you would learn to write in song verse. That's when you'll move up and you'll see your songs will sound way better than what they do or what they sound like now. You see what I'm saying? I learned from some of the best. Who did you learn from? This is why you're still where you're at right now. You see what I'm saying? In this any type of genuine entertainment, the whole thing is about moving up. I repeat. Moving up. That's what it's all about. Okay? So, before you criticize my podcast, which I know is just jealousy because you don't have one, but I was man enough and smart enough to go and start my own thing and still stay down and be loyal to my friend Funkmaster Wizard Wiz, the Bellevue patient. Because he even told me, Mr. Wonderful, you ever thought about getting your own show? Yeah. You know, although I got um, Black Pro Trash Talk TV. Yeah, I, I was planning on it. I was just waiting for the opportunity to arise. And I figured I would start out slow and move and branch out with the podcast thing. Where we're going to have music. We're going to have special guests. But, you know, these these early segments, I had to give people a bio on who and what knowledge I obtained and withhold. Because the average motherfucker, like I said, that's talking shit, I'm supposed to talk about me first. It's my fucking show. If you don't like it, don't listen to it. Go and get your own fucking podcast, which I doubt because you ain't going to have much to say. You ain't even going to know how to how to represent and format your, your talk, your dialogue, because you so used to just doing what you do. Nothing. And that's nothing. You know, I'm a fast learner. If I can learn how to shoot my own videos and move up to being my own director, that shows you a lot about me. I'm very intelligent. I'm smart. Sometimes I'm so smart, I amaze myself of what I can do. There's nothing I can't do if I don't put my mind to it. That's right. Me, 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 me. That's right. Second episode of Black Pearl Vice Talk Radio. Right. Me, me, me. But I'm also spitting game. So I'm sharing some of my info with you so you could be a better artist 
or real artists and stop claiming to be something that you're not yet. You haven't even reached that status yet because most of you motherfuckers ain't even got a body of work under you that you can showcase to the public. If you go on my page, I got one of the most impressive pages on Facebook. I hear it from people from South Korea, Uganda. People in, inbox me all the time. Females inbox me and tell me to keep up the good work. I, I, I got people just loving what I do. You see? So I know I'm doing something right. See, I'm going to teach you something about people, man. And listen to this very closely. You'll get more love from a stranger than from motherfuckers that be right up under you all day, every day. Test the water. Test the water and start building your body of work. Start building your own brand. Like my man A. Thugger. I got to respect the dude. He's one of the hardest working independents. A lot of people claim they don't like him. But it's probably because the man is serious about his fucking music. He got his own studio. He got his own radio show too. You know, he got his own clothesline. He got his own brand. And he's constantly putting out new music. You know, I learned a lot from him too. You know, and I, I ran into him, um, I think about a week ago. We kicked it, you know. And he said, I, I see that you're doing your own thing now. And I said, you got to move up. He said, I know I like that. He said, I like that about you. I said, you have to move up. In order to move up, you have to step your game up and stop sitting around trying to criticize what somebody else is doing or try to poke holes in somebody else's game when you ain't even out the fucking gate with your shit, nigga. I'm all the way down I fucking nine five, nigga. I got you by a thousand fucking miles and I'm still running, you know? This is not no game where you can, uh, uh, one minute you want to do it, one minute you don't. This is a way of life, man. Hip-hop is like martial arts, like kung fu, you know, or, or Buddhism. You know, it's a way of life. If you, if you don't eat, sleep, and shit this, then you're not really in the game, bro. You know, you just try to jump on a bandwagon and do something that you see a lot of professional motherfuckers with the professionalism that they possess do that you'll never reach that level as long as you keep being a fluke artist remember f-l-u-k-e a fluke all right a wannabe a nobody a joe blow a willy wonka a peter pan get your game together before you start poking holes in somebody else's shit man because when you, when you match up what you got accomplished and what you have accomplished in the world of rap music and what I have accomplished, like I said, I'm a thousand miles ahead of you. I got business cards. I got T-shirts. I got 11 different albums under my belt, all written, produced, and directed by me. And not one of my fucking albums has freestyles on them. Every song is well handcrafted and constructed by who? The overseer, me, the Black Pearl. You know, now I'm directing my own videos. You see what I'm saying? Why should I keep paying somebody for something that I can do probably better than you or just as good as you? Why should I pay you? That's more money in my pocket. P-I-M-P. Put it in my pocket. The word pimp. Pimp. P-I-M-P. Put it in my pocket. And that's what I'm doing. Okay? When you moving up, you save money because you're learning. You're learning the pitfalls and you're learning how to go around the potholes. So niggas can't keep milking you. You know what I mean? For every little thing. I'm trying to milk you, milk you, milk you. Nah, I ain't let nobody milk me, homeboy. Fuck that. 
you know? So I want all you real artists out there that got a knack for this game and you really want to move up, you got to have to step your game up, man. Because if you don't step your game up, then you're not going to move up. I'm guaranteeing you. You have to get around the right people. You can't be around lazy people and be in this industry. You have to be around people that are motivated. You got to be around people that really want to do this. If they don't want to do it, you have to move on because you're wasting your time with people that's going to hold you back. You know, if they think you need them, dude, why feed them? If they if you if they think you need them, why feed them? What I mean by that is, if a motherfucker think I need them, why should I keep taking my time and my effort and coming to you, trying to be around you? You know, which I'm giving knowledge. Knowledge is powerful. Knowledge is valuable. But I can take this and go elsewhere with it where people are going to love what I have to offer. You know, and they're going to add to the table. They're going to match blow for blow with me. Let's do this, Black Pearl. I see where you're coming from. I feel your pain. You want to do this. This is a way of life. This is nothing you play with, man. You don't play with this. If you ain't going to do this shit full time, get the fuck out the way, man. That's why you ain't moving up. Nobody don't really know who you are, bro. I got one of the most impressive pages on Facebook. Go to my page. Lying niggas, they be snooping and looking. They just be jealous. You know, they see the fly, super fly, fly wear. They see the fancy shoes. They see the jewelry. They see the music videos. They see me coast to coast. You know what I'm saying? They see everything that I have to offer. I have a lot to offer this industry. This is why I ignore motherfuckers and ignore the little slick shit that they say out their mouth. I laugh inside. You know why? Because I know I got you. I got you. Long as you got my got me on your mind and thinking about what I'm doing, you'll never excel until you start worrying about you and build your own fucking lane, nigga, and get the fuck out of minds. Okay? Because Black Pearl, Black Pearl Trash Talk TV, Black Pearl Music Group, Black Pearl Cartel, San Juan Productions, we're all tied in together. We ain't going nowhere. You know what I'm saying? Half of these niggas don't even have a fucking trademark logo. But I remind you, they're artists. They're in the game. They want respect. But they don't want to give it. You see what I'm saying? Because I respect all my fellow independents that's really doing it. Not the ones that's bullshitting. We ain't even talking about them. You know what I'm saying? We talk about cats like Sebo, Marvelous, uh, you know, um, Thoughtmaster, Wiz, Busy B. Starsky even stepped this game up. Busy B. Starsky got videos and he got songs out. People thought Busy B didn't have no lyrics, man. He was on Blog Talk Radio, Thoughtmaster Wiz show with us one night, man, and we was playing his shit, some of his newest stuff. This stuff sounds good. He fooled y'all. Y'all said Busy B ain't have no lyrics. Dude got lyrics, man. Dude got lyrics, man. So like I said, I give props when props do. I'm not a regulator. I'm not a Darth Vader. And I dare sure ain't a player hater. If you good and you got something that's knocking, I'm going to give you your props. You know? But if you don't, like a bad habit, you will get dropped. I'm not fucking with no weak-ass wannabe niggas, man, because... Like I said, I get on the Metro North. I, I I travel to go get my video shots. 
I'll move around. I'm not trying to just stay in no fucking hood, no one hood. I want to move around, bro. If you see it all my videos, I got very good locations. I'm the location manager, you know? I take on that title, too. I pick where the videos are going to be shot at because I don't want the same fucking scenery and, and the same thesis in every fucking video. You have to be versatile, man. I might do Sex Wish. The next time I might be doing a video about the crime rate will go up. I'm versatile, you know? And all of my songs, once again, have structure. So I hope your skull can hold the game that the Black Pearl has laid upon you today. I'm going to see y'all again on another edition of Black Pearl Vice Radio. Where we come with the real and have niggas copping the heel. Because the wicked shall flee from the truth like a thief in the night. I'm out, y'all. Peace.